Welcome back to another edition of What's Up, Belly Up. Uh, I feel like that's my my usual intro, but uh, we've been off about three weeks. Well, at least I have. You carried the torch one week. Uh, you hosted it up with the uh, old Belly Up Kev. You guys uh, hit it off. I, I listened. It was a great episode. Uh, and then I think we've had about two weeks off in between, kind of kind of reset and getting everything squared away. So, so Zach, what's up, man? How How, how are things going? I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm interested to hear how you're doing. You were on some sort of vacation, right? Where Where were you? Yeah, at? if you, you know, winning a big Bora Bora, you know, no, <laughs> nobody could speak English, so it's all good. But but no, no, really, uh, just just uh, things lined up. Life happened, and like I said, Zach Zach took over, uh, led the way for one week, and then the other two we just couldn't connect, and and now here we are, uh, starting to to get this thing going again. So, uh, really, you know, a lot kind of going on across sports in general i don't think there's one sport that really stands out obviously we had the wilder fury fight um not too long ago uh belly up made its debut last night with with the iron racing league we'll talk a little bit about but uh really i want to know puck puck pass what's puck pucks pat puck puck passes take this past week or, or even i guess yesterday essentially uh take us take us through the trade deadline anything that really stood out to you guys uh you yourself, you and KJ, I'm sure you guys talked well about this. Uh, any any moves, any shakeups? Uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll talk a little about the wings, uh, you know, Stevie Y. But uh, you know, what what do you think about this deadline? Uh, yeah, not a whole. A lot of it was done on obviously the deadline day, which was Monday, like you mentioned. There's a couple teams that got in the mix early, like to Foley to the Canucks, but uh, for the most part, it all happened on Monday. Crazy deadline as you'd expect. It was actually more active than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the nice part about it for me was that two Red Wings, Mike Green and Andreas Athanasiu, went to Edmonton, and Edmonton's been kind of my second team this year. So um, Athanasiu was my favorite Red Wing up until that. So now, now obviously, he's not a Red Wing anymore. He can't be my favorite Red Wing. He is now probably up there with my favorite Oilers. I like McDavid as well. But um, a lot of people are going to say the Penguins won the deadline. A lot of people are going to say – Maybe the Oilers won the deadline. Maybe the Hurricanes won the deadline. I think there was a lot of teams that made some good moves. Um, I'd be interested. I'm more interested to see how Edmonton Carolina do as far as their playoff runs um, because they did a lot at the trade deadline. And it looks like they're trying to make a push, but they're two teams that, you know, those bubble teams who like try to make a push at the deadline yeah. and they're bye bye bye, but you're still not sure about them. Those are those two teams. It's either buyer or seller. Yeah. 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 So obviously, uh, not to be, I mean, Really, not much expected for the Red Wings. Um, their their two moves uh, take take us into that. Take us, I guess, break that down. Is it a clear cap? You know, did, honestly, to tell you the truth, I haven't followed it. Was it anything worthwhile? Did we get anything in return? That's how far out of touch with hockey I've been this year. Yeah, I mean, I think we got a couple of picks for Athanasio. I'm not sh- I'm not too keen on what the Green trade was. It's not it's not so hard to see Green go because he's aging wasn't a Red Wing to begin with, had most of his career in Washington. So it's – it's you're kind of like, okay, kind of glad we got rid of that piece. Don't want to hang on to him too long because he's going to be old eventually. Athanasiu is a little tougher to, to go. He's young. Um, but he did have a holdout with the Red Wings that was kind of off-putting. I can't remember. I think it was last year where he didn't play the first chunk of the season. I want to say it was like 15, 20 games where he held out. So you kind of were like, what what is this guy's attitude? I don't think he really wants to be here. So I guess in that regard, it's kind of nice to see him go get a couple picks in return. But – you know, he was one of the speedier, more more talented guys, but I think, you know, we've talked about Detroit being a struggling city on a couple episodes, but they're in full rebuild, rebuild. So the you mentioned buyers and sellers, you know, they were full sell 
Um, they got rid of a couple pieces, added some picks. I think CDY knows what he's doing. I would at least hope. It's at, the, at this point, but yeah. uh, but but nonetheless, so that that's a little inside the mind of the uh, Puck Puck Pass group there. Obviously, I appreciate that insight, Zach. There's not many hockey podcasts, which which you guys are really doing a big thing. Obviously, outside of your 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 spitting chiclets stuff like that. So so to have you guys, uh, you know, be able to break things down to, to have that exercise of because obviously uh, the NHL hockey is, is a world sport it's just a giant sport but very few uh companies actually really covered in depth and you guys do a great job so so i'm i'm glad i was able to kind of pick your brain there even though as a red wings fan obviously i, I knew there wasn't much there so yeah and if you're but, uh, anyway. fan, I mean, go check it out we had nick Meraldo on he was one of pat mcafee's guys on the pat mcafee show um that's hockey talk so uh we got, we got some cool guests on there absolutely what do you guys is it at puck puck pass pod yep so check them out on Twitter. Great. Uh, always iTunes, all that stuff as well. So so anyways, moving on. Obviously, we talk about the Wilder, or I mean, I mentioned the Wilder for your uh, round, I mean, I guess not take two per se. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we saw what happened. Uh, you know, Wilder's corner threw in the towel. Wasn't happy about it. Uh, at the end, he kind of said, you know, pretty much just said, let me, let me do what I do. He was mad about it. Then the next day, things got even more strange when he, well, well, I guess back it up a little bit. These two idiots come out. Um, Fury, obviously, he's that's his personality. That's what you know. He comes out getting hoisted by. I mean, it was just some women were carrying him out. I, I don't. I didn't even see the whole thing, obviously, but he was like pretty much on a, a pedestal, getting carried out like a king. And then Wilder comes out in some costume. I don't know if it was like a Black Panther co- or it was something weird, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, Wilder is now blaming his defeat, and he wants to uh, speed things up to to get a a third rematch <laughs> because he says this this costume that he was wearing essentially uh, weakened his legs. Uh, it was forty pounds. Um, to me, uh, you know, I'll ask your take, but but to me, this is a guy that lost. Uh, he's making excuses, grasp, grasping at straws. You know what? What did you see? Obviously, uh, if you're not a big boxing fan, most people didn't didn't tune in because they paid the hundred and some dollars or whatever to get this pay per view. But but seeing the re, uh, uh, previews, or I mean the you know the, the ESPN takes and stuff like this, and, and now seeing or hearing what Wilder said, uh, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, this kind of still. I mean, like you, I didn't watch the fight. My buddy was like, "You want to go half in on?" It? I was like, "I'd rather watch hockey and say it's free," but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, first off, I think it's good for the sport, um, everything you just mentioned, because obviously he's pushing for this third fight, and that, that's what everyone wants to see, I guess. Um, the first one ended a tie, correct? Yeah, it was a – yep. Yeah, okay. So now you've got um, – it's technically one to nothing, I guess, one oh and one if you're keeping track of ties. But yeah. I can see why he wants another fight. I think the excuse is kind of like I work, I work in the third floor. Uh, in the building that I work in and it's like we have an elevator or stairs and I feel like it's people that walk up the stairs and they're like oh I'm too tired to work you know like give me 30 minutes and I'm like you chose to take the stairs like this guy chose to wear this costume and he's using it as an excuse it's it, you said the other guy was carried in like why not just get carried in you know then you get you don't get tired at all like I and feel like I would have to go out on a limb I would, I would have to go out on a limb here too that the people that you work with on your third floor are not uh highly trained right. uh, boxing athletes either. So so for any of them to walk up the stairs and do a job, granite boxing, a job, whatever you do is different. But to me, 40 pounds uh, is not 
significant enough to, to, to play that card. And again, not to cut you off, but, but yes, I mean, exactly the same thing. I think he's just uh, kind of doing what he can, but you know, I mean, but, but then, you know, if, if they do get this third fight and then say Wilder does win, you know, then what do we got to do? We got to, we got to have a tiebreaker with the fourth one, essentially. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like best of four. Know, we never heard of that. And, and you know, uh, boxing is, it, it, and I know you said it too, I, I can't speak a whole lot on boxing. Don't watch it enough. I think the last fight I watched was a, a Mike Tyson fight, and this was when I was in college, and that's when they threw in his corner and ended up throwing in the towel, and it was like, it was just ridiculous. But but these names, these draws, these spectacles, that's that's what it's about. It, it's great for the sport to try to, to try to bring in these people. I mean, you have celebrities. I mean, literally it, the, uh, the NASCAR race was in Vegas the next day and all these NASCAR, uh, you know, drivers and everything were in attendance there. The next day they go out to, to race in Vegas. So it's a huge draw, obviously uh, people pay for it all over the world, you know? Um, but, but uh, to me, you know, this is and, and you know, Wilder is the, not that, you know, countries matter. Well, I mean, I guess you can say, but you know, Wilder was, was the Americans, uh, you know, so not that you have to pick one side or the other, but you look at him and you're like, man, you know, based off of the, the tail of the tape, this dude is a chiseled man and in theory is just kind of one of those guys going out there with a dad bod and just, you know, put, <laughs> put, me, to, put me to town. So, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see a, a third fight if this does go through, but I think the excuse is, is, is pretty lame. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, I did he not think before he th- he said this excuse? Like, I, don't, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Like I said, I think he was just dra- grasping at straws. But, but you know, they got fight promoters. They got agents. They got they got people. That's why I don't understand the people that make these millions and millions of dollars. And not to talk about Antonio Brown because he's pretty much lost everybody that was in his corner. But but the, when they when these athletes physically get on their – their Twitter accounts in tweet or when they physically are in front of people and they, they speak off script, you can tell how badly they're misinformed or they just, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not laid out for them. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I think that's about all you can say about that fight. Neither of us saw it. Neither of us really cared. It was cool to hear about, but um, last night, like, like I said, we uh, made our, I guess, uh, we, we broke into the iRacing scene. We we sponsored our first event. Uh, we were with uh, the Erska series. Uh, very excited to be uh, a part of them. Uh, Christian X, uh, Gander Mountains Truck Series, uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports at Driver. He actually uh, raced last night in the 69 uh, Chair Game Podcast uh, car. Um, long story short, um, it was awesome to be a part of. Check this out. Um, you know, they run every Monday night from here on out. Uh, we're a big sponsor uh, for this. We've got uh, two cars in it. Uh, really cool to be in it. I know you didn't have a whole lot uh, of time to, to check it out last night. You were busy. But what, when you did tune in, um, you know, this is this is obviously it's not NASCAR. It's not watching on TV. But you can literally go to YouTube, watch a live stream. And I mean, the group that runs this, they've got live uh, broadcasters, you know. To me, this was a pretty cool uh, thing. Uh, I didn't know how it was going to go. It's something we looked at for a long time. Really cool opportunity. Really cool to see. Uh, I had a great time just watching it, and it, and it kept me uh, entertained pretty much all night. You know, uh, I wasn't stuck watching hockey games or, or, or with the old lady. So, <laughs> but uh, but uh, the the little bit of time that you did have to, to tune in, um, you know, what do you think of it? Uh, and you know, going forward, I mean, is it something that you may be interested uh, watching here and there? Yeah, I, I would recommend it to 
anyone who's you know a fan of just any sort of sports or competition i like you said i had movie night last night so my girl was probably like why are you taking so many piss breaks because i was taking piss breaks just to like like you said it's so easy like you just go on youtube and it's streaming it's it's so cool to watch it's a lot more exciting than regular racing for me because there's the strategy is different you know so it's it's like because it's it's a little bit more uh it's a little bit more aggressive, I would say. And just the little snippets that I saw, it, it looked very, a lot more exciting than a normal race would bring to someone who doesn't know what they're watching. Yeah. Uh, o- overall, gr- great uh, great time watching that. Uh, a great group of guys. That was just th- the first race. They got a whole season. We're going to be a part of that all the way through. So we just want to quickly, quickly touch on that. We'll have weekly. Uh, every, every Monday night, uh, I believe at 930, I, I believe. Not 100% sure, but I, but I know it's every Monday. Okay. Uh, they do have a, a slight break, and it'll go into summer, too. It's a, it's a full series. I mean, they get points. They get they get penalties. They get docked. I mean, it, it's a good time. You can check out our forum. Obviously, go to bellyupsports.com. Click on the forum. Uh, a lot of the drivers will, will be on there uh, talking back and forth, going over things, uh, introducing themselves. Uh, they, they I mean, this is, like, so legit that they literally have different paint, paint schemes for each car. Uh, they've got three to four for the season that they can rotate through. It's got their names on the cars. You know, it's pretty big business. And it's really cool to be part of this. This is, upcoming the, uh, thing, so. is the 69 car, the, our only car in it, or, or can we give someone no, else? No, actually a uh, big shout out to Johnny Thomas. The one that has actually uh, started this league. He actually, uh, you know, he, he asked us if we wanted to work with him. We thought it was a great idea. And he, you know, uh, you know, said, Hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? And he pretty much branded his uh, one of his cars uh, to to belly up. So so we essentially have two cars, also a Brandon Key, obviously not not uh, technically sponsored by Belly Up, but he runs the, he's got the hot lap for uh, Belly Up uh, Podcast Network. He uh, had a great run last night. Uh, overall, just a great group of people uh, in the in the short amount of time. So we technically have two uh, two cars weekly that'll be running. But uh, you know we've nice. got. Uh, communication with, with a lot of these people really great group of people so if it's something you're uh, looking to uh, maybe break into get into uh if you're looking for uh you know to get your name on a car or sponsorship you know uh let us know there there's always guys looking it's a great it's, it's just like anything else it's not not the millions and millions of dollars behind it like like the big boys in nascar but but everything uh you know for these guys to do it, it costs something so to get sponsorship stuff like that it it, it goes a long ways so, so looking forward to the rest of the season there. Uh, so moving on from uh, one uh, eye racing to the uh, NFL draft. Obviously, uh, you know we're we're getting ready for the NFL draft. They're giving all these uh, tangibles on all the athletes. Uh, you know we're going to learn about the forty, the shuttle, the the cones, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know the one that's really really kind of funny this week that really hit uh, Joey Burrows. Uh, you know, obviously the the whole stink has been when he originally said that he has, uh, you know, he, he didn't come out and say that he wasn't going to go to the Bengals, but he pretty much said that he has some leverage. Um, well, he's kind of backpedaled a little bit and said, you know, he'd play for them. But but it's not about that. It, it's all about uh, Joe Burrow's uh, registering. I don't even know if they had a measurement or, or maybe he didn't, but his hands. This whole thing about the quarterback's hands and the size of their hands. But what do you think about all this? And and obviously his tweet and pretty much saying that, you know, jokingly he's going to retire. Um, you know, I, I feel like you've been very wishy-washy back and forth. Chase Young, Burrow, first pick, Bengals, you know. Obviously, no matter what happens, what do you think about, uh, you know, 
this whole Burrow hand situation. I know it's not as big of a deal as it's just more so Burrow having fun with it. But what do you think about all this? I think my chances of being right about Burrow not going first may have increased because of this. I don't I, like you said. He mentioned about really? leverage. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it'll scare the Bengals off of him. I mean, it's interesting to note that over the past ten years, I mean, it's only been Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, and Chad Henney who have attempted more than three hundred passes with that size hand, and none of them have a quarterback rating over fifty-five. So. I, you know, Mahomes was like nine and a quarter. So he's a little bit bigger, you know, and, and Mahomes is obviously very talented. So it's hard to compare them yet. But I I think it might be a little worrisome. I, I know a lot of people are brushing it off, especially because Burrow made the joke on Twitter and he's like, you know, I might as well retire. And people are like, oh, obviously this doesn't phase him. He'll be fine. I think it might be some. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say so early that it's just going to bury him, but. History says that these hand sizes don't do so well. So, so coming from me, I've got a, I've got five inch hands, and, and <laughs> the way I see it is, uh, I love it. Everything that that goes in my hand looks twice as big. So, I mean, to me, who cares? You know, everything looks bigger in my hand. So. <laughs> So, but, but, but that's here nor there, but, but no, I, I didn't get that in depth into what you were saying about the, the 300 attempts and stuff like that. Um, but you really, you think that that could be, that could really turn a lot of people off. I, I, uh, that's the thing. I don't know. I think it might turn some people off. I think some people might, I don't know. Obviously they, they're looking at the same numbers I'm looking at. They can see that, you know, these hand sizes don't do so well in the NFL, but I, there's a lot more that goes into it. Obviously, you know, I know that, you know, that everybody knows that there's, you know, there's a lot of other technique and form and stuff like that that goes into a quarterback. So I don't think it'll bury him, so to speak. And he might have a good career still. I just think that, you know, he mentioned having leverage. Maybe the Bengals are worried about this, this hand size thing. Maybe they trade out of the pick. Maybe they pick someone else. I don't know. I, I'm just not sold on him going first now. So what do you think? Uh, obviously, uh, we always talk about it. We always make mention. It seems like every episode, Lions, um, Red Wings, Pistons. You know, I, I see your Lions jersey back there. What do you make of the mocks with uh, Tua? I, I believe me and you had a conversation uh, maybe a month ago, uh, and I think you were uh, on a lunch break pounding some beers or something like that while you're at work. No, no, I don't know. But um, you had made mention that. There's an I think it was something about Tom Brady or Stafford to the Stafford to New England or or it was just a, just brainstorming ball you know just shooting it out but uh I think you originally said didn't you say Tua to the Lions at number three I did mention it I mentioned if if there's some sort of trade if Brady leaves and then Stafford goes to New England because I think he would fit in perfectly in New England and then maybe the Lions pick up Tua something like that but those I mean, those series of events would have to fall in line. Um, I, I think maybe the Lions are just doing their due diligence. Maybe they're at the three spot, so maybe they're scaring other teams that want Tua, and maybe they can trade out of the three spot, or or they can use Tua as an asset without drafting him, so to speak. Um, I, I, but I also wouldn't be – I wouldn't hate Tua to the Lions. I think that gives the Lions some sort of excitement that they've been lacking for years and years. You know, I saw a thing Jalen Rose is obviously – one of the biggest Detroit Michigan boys that there is. He's always been a, a Lions fan, Michigan basketball, obviously. And he pretty much said straight up, you know, bring two in. Stafford's not going to win us 
a playoff game. And I don't think it was some more so the the a smack in the face to Stafford. It's just, you know, if Tua came in, it would be he said he wanted to come in, uh, sit behind somebody to learn. This is a perfect opportunity. Come in for the Lions. Uh, what more could you do to no expectations going to the – well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you're asking. You essentially got Stafford. You're not – you're – you're in win now, but you're not going to win unless something drastic happens. Even though that division's wide open, who knows? Uh, unless something drastic happens, you can go to Detroit, sit the bench behind Stafford, who who's overall a you know a great quarterback uh, mentally, physically. He he knows the game. Somebody to learn behind, um, you know, and then then eventually take over this team. But on the flip side, at the third pick, uh, you know. There's a lot of other things that that you could really, really need that you get for this team. But like you said, I think for the third pick outside of Chase Young, Tua, and, and Burroughs, I think you know you're kind of stretching. Unless you're you're getting Jeff Okuda, uh, cornerback for the from uh, Ohio State. You know, I think after that, uh, I don't say there's there's a huge drop off, but based off of the number three spot, I think you'd be reaching in, in talent. So so I think. I like what you're saying there. I think it may be smoke smokescreen, uh, kind of seeing feeling teams out, but uh, I, I'm not sure I'd hate it. I think there's, I think I would have to really allow myself to to realize that if this happens, then it's another two three years before Detroit even makes a push. Which then they're going to start a new system, new coach all over, you know. But but yeah, I just do. I do remember having that conversation with you, and, and you were talking about. I know this was about. Uh, Brady and Stafford at the time, you know, this was right when we didn't know what was going on with Brady. We still don't, but, but uh, it, it's, it's very funny because then right after that you hear about these trade rumors for Stafford and granted they were leaked or made up by inside, you know, inside sources trying to get leverage. But, but regardless, I know I'm rambling on about the lions. This is people where this is probably where people usually start cutting it. Cause there's not much, in, much to uh, listen to for the lions, but, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's opportunity I think for once Detroit has a little leverage in the draft. Um, Bob Quinn sometimes is, I feel like he's his, his first, second round pick. He's really shot himself in the foot, but he's made up the draft where he's got the late round picks. Obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Hawkinson. Uh, he started off brilliant last year uh, at tight ends, one of the hardest, hardest positions to learn. But, uh, but I feel like he, he really makes his money in the back half of the draft. But so, so we'll see. Um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Third pick for the Lions, um, probably the first pick for the Red Wings, uh, <laughs> probably close to the first pick for the Pistons this year. You know, I just, I don't even know. The, the Tigers, speaking of Tigers, I, I think uh, we can slide right into baseball right now. Uh, we saw, uh, we knew this was going to happen, the Houston Astros. Oh, it was the first spring training game, and Altuve gets plunked last night. I think was it yesterday. Wasn't it against the Tigers? Yeah, that was their, Tigers. that was their second game. But yeah, he did get plunked against. The yeah, Tigers. but but either way, you're talking the second game, spring training, uh, getting plunked. I mean, already in spring training. I didn't. I just saw a quick clip on it. Heard about it. Didn't see it all. Um, you know, is this something? I know we we transition really quickly from football to Detroit sports and. But uh, but is this something that uh, no matter the the warning signs and no matter what the commissioner says, is this something you're going to see on a week to week basis uh, against the Astros this year? I really don't think so. And 
I mean, you mentioned they've been through three spring training games. They've been hit six times already from what I saw. I don't know how many of those were intentional. But I, I think people might just be getting it out of the way in spring training. I don't know if there's suspensions being That's given out. In, yeah, like Manfred came out and said, you know, anybody who punks Astros on purpose is going to get suspended, which is ridiculous to me because they went and cheated. Now they get this extra treatment where, like, if you plunk a random <laughs> Blue Jay, like, you're not going to get suspended. But if you plunk an Astro, you get suspended. It's ridiculous. But – yeah, I think a lot of people are going to get it out in spring training because I'm not sure that they're handling, handing out suspensions during spring training. So maybe they're getting all, 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 all of it out of the way now. Oh, that was a tongue twister. But, uh, yeah, so they, they're already averaging two a game through three games. I think – I just – I know a lot of people are thrown out there because it's it's easy to say, you know, they're going to break their record for hit by pitch this year. I, I really – I just don't think that's going to be the case. Oh, definitely understand. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Uh, we'll see how the uh, the season unfolds this year. Obviously, we're just just getting the start. Uh, it's just like any sport for me, being a Detroit fan. I, I look forward to the beginning of the season. About watch four, five, six games, and I never watch again. So, so what's it gonna knows? What's but it gonna uh, be like if the Astros make the playoffs and they're in a postseason series? I, I I would I would I mean that roster. Okay, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. Stealing signs, stuff like that, and sitting on pitches is 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 a huge, huge game changer. You know, you know. To me, when when people want to compare it to steroids and stuff like that, I, I get that. But you don't know what pitch is coming. You still got to hit the ball. Uh, to you, um, you know, uh, hitting a baseball is the easiest thing that that's ever happened. So easy. So easy. So 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 regardless, they're sliders curveballs, you know, uh, knuckles. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. What, what I mean, they're throwing slurs now. They, they're making up their own pitches. <laughs> but but uh, to, to me, and, and the whole thing that they're coming out with, you know, Pete Rose asking for a reinstatement or, you know, to the uh, Hall of Fame. To, to me, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this all season. We've talked about it before. Um, that's fine. You know, you're not going to strip a team of their title. Uh, that that's one thing. I get that. I, I'm kind of okay with that. Even though they want it cheating, uh, I'm not sure. Outside of what USC getting stripped of a national championship, I'm not sure. And I didn't didn't look this up quick. I'm sure I'm sure it's happened, but <clears throat> I'm not sure if any teams in professional sports have been stripped stripped of a title. But uh, but on the flip side, you've got to make everything that happened before that right. Steroid air, betting air. You know, because especially now with with betting legalizing uh, of gambling, you know, you, you've got to make everything right. Uh, you know, the commissioner came out, made himself look like a fool. The only way he can save himself is saying, "Okay, I didn't do this," you know, but I got to clear the slate with everything else. And and I know it's got to go through a lot of people, but it, it, it's a long season. Uh, it hasn't even started yet. We're just in spring training, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. But uh, but yeah, it, it'll. I mean, we'll see. I mean. I, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to be like you, like you said. You know, how are you know there are going to be guys that intentionally get plunked, and there are going to be pitchers that a ball gets away from them. How are they going to? You know, I know some of it's very easy to to tell if you're throwing at a guy, but you know, who's going to be a ju- judge of that? Are we are we uh, introducing these robot umpires that are that are going to be crazy during spring training that know all this stuff? So, but but anyways, um, that's that's all the topics I've got today. You got any? Uh, Anything you want to want to touch on quickly before we leave? Uh, any roundtable? Anything specific? I, I, you know, I was just kind of throwing this in there. Uh, 
No, I don't. Uh, I guess since we didn't talk NBA, I'll talk about. Uh, I think the, I think the Lakers are going to win the finals. I don't know if we've had any finals talk since. Um, no, uh, I don't think we have. It's Kobe. Yeah, yeah, since Kobe. So I think you know with with all of that and all the emotion behind that, I think we see. At least I'm, I'm partly hoping, but I think we see LeBron going a whole nother level. I think the whole team, though. I mean, Anthony Davis. Is, yeah, I, I just think that the Lakers organization is going to want to do something for Kobe, and I, I really expect them to be on another level. It's scaring me, but it feels like the Clippers have an 80-man roster at this point. It seems like they're adding everybody, somebody just, every week. They still can't win, yeah. Yeah, it, I, so I'm a little bit scared of them when it comes to postseason time. I don't think the Bucks have what it takes to be a finals um, contender. That that might be a hot take. I don't know. I think the Sixers are better in the East, but um, I, I'm, I'm really All excited. Right. Shout out to Time Tree. <laughs> I'm really excited to see the Lakers postseason performance this year. Yeah. Under unfortunate, unfortunate yeah. circumstances, but yeah. No, no, absolutely. I think when that happened, uh, Le- LeBron's always been that guy that every roster he's had, he's made, I wouldn't say stars out of people, but he, he's made role play. I mean, we, we had one point where Deldo, or what was his name? Yeah, Deldo, his name was for Cavs. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that he was he was, he was great. At, at this point, I think, he, I think he plays for the Cavs again now. Nobody even talks about him, but, no, yeah, but that's just the type of player he is. Love him or hate him, but uh, but I am glad you talked about uh, NBA because that's what I was going to talk about. I know I said something to you earlier. I was turned on TV today, and obviously, uh, you know, ESPN. Uh, that's the only sports channel really that uh, has basic sports, if you want to call it that. But you know. Uh, don't get me wrong, Zion has has hit the NBA, and now that he's playing, he's been on fire. He, he's had a great start. Uh, Twelve games in, they're already comparing him to LeBron's uh, rookie season. That is um, great. That, don't get me wrong. This is I, I think if if Zion started the season healthy, I think you would have seen him in the All Star game. Uh, I think he is that good. Uh, he, he he's talented. Um, as much as I don't like. Cleveland, it, it made me not like LeBron, but it's hard to root against LeBron because of everything he does and, and being an Ohio guy and stuff like that, you know. So to see that um, and, you know, everything with Kobe and obviously MJ and stuff like that, you know, uh, just in general, these players and LeBron in that category, I know they're not putting Zion in that, but to compare that rookie season after 12 games, uh, don't get me wrong, he, he's got off-the-chart stats right now. But uh, let, let's let's see him sustain that the rest of the season. I do think he's going to be a generational talent. Um, you know, uh, you got Morant in your in your uh, your hometown right now. I know you've seen him play a couple times. Uh, I would I would assume at this point he's leading rookie the rookie of the year. But um, but uh, overall, comparing uh, Zion to to LeBron's rookie season, uh, I, I think it's fair in a sense the hype, but I don't think it's fair to do it after twelve games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They've been talking about will Zion have the same impact on the NBA slash NBA community as LeBron has had, and that's so hard to it's it's so hard to th- imagine that he could. I mean, LeBron's he's in year seventeen, so I, Zion would have to do it for almost two decades, and he'd have to get better as he goes, which he has the potential to absolutely, and he's been outstanding since he's come off of his injury. But yeah, like you said, I think we just need to see some more. Um, I de- definitely believe that it's in him that he can keep it going, but I just would like to see it before we make that 
having the same impact on basketball as LeBron is such a huge, like that's such a high bar to be talking about after 20 games or whatever it's been. Like, I, I think, and I get that people are going to bring it up as a topic just to get people talking, but I like, let's, let's be real here. What LeBron has done is absolutely extraordinary considering the hype that was around him coming in Zion's had very similar hype coming in, but LeBron had all this hype coming in as a high school student and he's lived up to it, which is like, we've seen Greg Oden. Like I could go list goes on about guys that have not lived up to the hype yeah. when it's in, and for LeBron to do that. I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, so yes, like you said, Zion's been doing well with the hype that surrounded him, but I, I want to see him do it for years at a time before we talk about LeBron style impact, I think. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So, uh, with that being said, that is all we've got. So, if you've made it this far, we appreciate it. We will be back next week. Uh, on behalf of uh, myself, at mbrownoh21 on Twitter, and I know Zach, you just you just switched up the old Twitter handle, so hit him with that quick. Yeah, at it Zach Mac. It what used to be at Belly Up Zach Mac. It was too many characters. I would run out of when I was like trying to tag myself and puck puck pass. I'd run out of characters. I'm like, I got to shorten this thing. So it's at it's Don't have to justify it. Don't have to justify it. <laughs> so it's still so belly up, Zach up obviously. Puck check puck out puck there you go. Ch- uh, yeah, check out uh, puck puck pass. These guys do do great things. There's not many hockey uh, podcasts out there, so so it, it's great to see what these guys are doing. Awesome to have Zach as my co-host uh, week in week out. So we're looking forward to the next couple uh, weeks. Here we go, and uh, also check out uh, check out uh, check us out on YouTube. We're gonna start doing some uh, YouTube videos as well. Uh, just just check out at Belly Up Sports. We'll have everything up there. So so appreciate it on on behalf of myself as well as Zach Mack here from Puck Puck Pass. Uh, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next week. March Madness around the corner. Oh, I never realized I was back.